Welcome to Our Morning Take, the podcast where our goal here is to describe for you the movie that is going on in our head when we read the Bible. Good morning, good morning, and if you do not look at your calendar very much, it is February. Today is February the 1st, it's episode number 24 of season 2. Groundhog Day coming up. The yeah, month, it is. The month of love. Yes, this oh, is a really or, amazing or month. as Tim would say, Single Awareness Month. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, February is probably the greatest month of the year. And as long as you bring that up, Tim, mm-hmm. um, it's Black History Month? February, because it's the shortest month. That's right. So, so this is Black History Month as well. Yes, it is. Yeah, we remember that from last year. Mm-hmm. Abe said they picked the shortest month of the year. To of get course. Back to, yeah. <laughs> you know yes. how y'all do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I said that. <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, though, I explained to you why it was February that was picked. Because I believe somebody's uh, birthday, that guy back there, uh, I can't remember his name. I had to go back in the podcast last year and, and redo it. But in February last year, we covered all this yes, stuff. Yes, we did. Yeah, we're not going to recover that. But no. now I was going to say something. I can't remember. Oh, Tim, uh, uh, February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, Single Awareness Day. Uh, that's actually Ash Wednesday. This year is Ash yes, Wednesday. Yes, it is. That wow. is Ash Wednesday. I thought that was kind of phenomenal. Like, because uh, that can be a special service. I know that a lot of denominations don't. Uh, I, I found out something this week I, I did I never knew, and that was that a lot of Baptists think that's a Catholic thing. Now, look, it sort of originated with the Catholics, but many Protestants actually observe Ash Wednesday along with Luther, because Martin Luther thought there were still a lot of things in the Catholic Church that were good. And Ash Wednesday was one of them that he really liked, where you take the ashes from the palm leaves from the year before, the, the Hosanna palm leaves from Palm Sunday, you keep those, and then you burn them. And then on the next Ash Wednesday of the following year, those are the ashes that you use to actually put the cross on the forehead. And when people come forward at Lent and they give up whatever it is that they want to give up and devote to the Lord, devote time to the Lord, it can be a very sacred time for people. I just found it odd this year that's going to be on February 14th. Yeah, because so. I know there's going to be some things that exactly. people are not giving up that night. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I can't believe he's that. If he would have thought of that. <laughs> well, no, I, I would have got that. I was too busy like laughing. drinking. Yeah, and watching television. And, exactly. That's what I was referring I know, to. I knew what exactly. you were referring yes. to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Making a phone call to my mother-in-law. I'm giving yeah. that up for, uh, for Lent. I'm not going to call my mother-in-law at all for the next six weeks. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I promise, Lord, I will not. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, so anyway, so we're in Exodus chapter 4, verse 21. Moses has saddled up the family. Uh, he's headed back to Egypt. Uh, he's going to run into his brother on the way. But before that happens, uh, the Lord says something to Moses in Exodus chapter 4, verse 21. What does the Lord say to Moses? And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh which I put in thine hand. I plan to. But I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. Hmm. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. Man, that is some heavy, heavy stuff right there. Let me tell you something. I know Pharaoh's hair was probably standing up on his head when Moses told him that. I'm telling you this, though. 
This is very theological, though. There's a lot of theology here, a lot of study of God here, because he claims that Israel is his firstborn. Jesus. Where does Jesus stand in all mm. that? Isn't Jesus his firstborn? No, because Jesus is his only begotten son. And there's a difference between an only begotten son and a firstborn. Jesus never was born. He always was. The Holy Spirit implanted his embryo into Mary. But, but the cool theology behind this is, see, God now has chosen a nation, Israel, and the children of Israel to be his example, his mouthpiece. Who are we today? Tw bring it forward to 2024. Who, what are we? What are we called? Who are us? Brothers and sisters. What do we call ourselves? The what? Children of God. Yeah, or what did Jesus call us? I will build my church. church. There you are. We are the church. We are what God, we are God's representative in this world. We replace Israel. Why? Because Israel abandoned them. Israel gave up on the Messiah. So the Lord says, I will find my own church. This is my church. And so even though Israel is, will, and will still always be God's firstborn, and even in Revelation it tells us that Israel will be saved and that Israel will still play a very important role. But the whole thing is, is God at this point in history in Exodus, at this point, he picks a nation to bring the gospel to the world, just like he picked a church to bring the gospel to the world. Now, Israel didn't do such a good job. And I really wonder where the church is at. Mm. Isn't that what Revelation 2 and 3 is all about, right? Yeah. Those seven churches mm -hmm. that he sends those. This is where the church is at. Are you going to end up where the children of Israel did? Are you going to end up with doubt? Are you going to not cross into the promised land? Are you not going to do what I ask you to do? Are you not going to be obedient? See, because your fate will be the same as those children of Israel. Even though they were children of Israel, they died and perished in the desert. They never made it to the promised land. So just know it's a little more to it than just calling yourself a Christian or saying a prayer or being on some role someplace in some denomination before you're going into the kingdom of heaven. That's, uh, that's, what, I, that's what this speaks volumes to me here. Yeah, that's some good stuff. And so because of that, because Israel is his firstborn son, he's going to make something really apparent to Pharaoh. You know how you feel about your firstborn son? Well, this is how I feel about my firstborn son. And you need to let him go and let him come serve me. But if you don't, essentially you're trying to kill my firstborn son and I will take that same place against you. That's it. No comment. No, it's good. I mean, you said it all. Verse 24 then continues. 23. Uh, no, 24. So I said, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see wherever this starts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wherever this starts will be good. I believe. Yeah. Cause it says, yeah, it starts at, uh, behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn. That was the end of verse 23. Yeah. Okay. There we go. And I say unto thee, let my son go that he may serve me. Yes. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, yes, even will. thy firstborn. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass by the way in the inn that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let... 
We want to. Are we going to continue? Or are we stopping right there? Uh, yeah. There's. You, you need to finish it out to verse 26. Okay. Him go. Then she said, "A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision." Mm -hmm. And the Lord said to right Aaron, there's good? Yeah, that's good. Okay. This is a story that's really out there. I mean, I don't even really know how best to explain it. And I'm going to tell you why, because theologians have looked at this, these few verses, and you get 15 different views yes. on exactly what this is all about. First off, what's the movie going on in your head in verse 24? It says, now it came about at the lodging place on the way that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Mm. Who are we talking about here, Moses? This is what I'm thinking too. Like it's, it's what it sounds like. So he's sending him to Egypt. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to take care of him. Your mouth be there. But now that you're halfway on the way, now I'm, I'm, now I'm about ready to kill you. What does this mean? Come on. I think you've got an idea. Go ahead, Abe. Why, why does it say that? I have no idea, honestly. Seriously? I mean, honestly, I don't. His son is uncircumcised. Listen, you can't go do God's work unless you're obedient to yes, God. Set apart. You have to be. You have to be sanctified yeah. and set apart. And even though Moses, you know, he's told Moses, hey, I want you to go. I want you to do anything. But guess what? All those kids that you're coming up on in that, in that world, they're all circumcised. Why is your child, you're going to be the leader of these people, and your child is not circumcised? I, I, would love to, I would love to know why he omitted that when he wrote this. That's interesting that it's not written here. Do you not think that it's also linked to what Timothy says, that if you're going to be a bishop, if you're going to be a pastor, if you're going to be a leader in the church, you better be a guy that can take care of your own family? Because if you can't take care of your own family, how in the world can you lead a church? If Moses won't circumcise his son, how in the world will you be obedient to do the other things that I've told you to do? Mm. Because I told you to circumcise your son on the eighth day. Do you think Moses knew that? Oh, I'm sure he knew. I'm sure he did. I think so, too. And he didn't. Did he do it? Well, he didn't tell Savora about it, obviously. Yeah, Gershom is still sitting there <laughs> with a little something extra. So, you know. What are you doing with that knife, Mom? <laughs> Come back tomorrow and we'll let you know if Gershom lives. <laughs>